All right, welcome back to the Malapert Smart Podcast. We're going to talk some classic wrestling today. For that, I got Robert, the Frozen Asian, the Frozen, and Vlad, the wrestling expert. I guess I'm still an expert, guys. I don't know what I do, but I hey, still stay an expert. You're the foremost authority on professional wrestling as far as I'm concerned. You're the only guy <laughs> I want to interview oh, when God. shit happens. When anything happens, I'll call Vlad. I'm like, Vlad, when can you get on the show? I need your opinion. The people need your opinion. <laughs> also, we've been having a good time talking some classic wrestling because we've been down on some of the modern stuff. AEW is too weird and crazy. WWE is all right, but it doesn't really give us a lot every now and again. But we have gone back to 1996. If you guys haven't been following on our page, please subscribe. There's playlists there with the running angle that we've been following, which is WCW after Hogan turned heel, turned evil, joined the NWO. So we're in the midst of watching the early days of the NWO takeover of WCW. It started with the outsiders who came in with just their gritty street clothes in a company filled with funny, silly gimmicks that we've been watching on these past episodes. If you want to check it out, the links to the playlist are in the description below. Hulk Hogan was a longtime fan favorite, turned on his fans and joined the outsiders at Bash at the Beach. And then they were off to the races. So we've covered how they've left WCW wrestlers laying. This was an environment where rules and matches were respected. So the NWO would just make a mockery of that tradition, and they just acted pretty much like hoodlums. And WCW wrestlers and personnel, they were on edge, never knowing when their show was going to be upended. So in recent weeks, we've covered Hogan winning the World Heavyweight title with the help of the Outsiders, and that solidified their dominance over the promotion. He also escaped a title defense against Ric Flair, also with the help of the Outsiders. Referee Nick Patrick has also been a source of controversy as many are unsure if he is on the take when it comes to the NWO. Many of his matches seem to end with at least some controversy, whether they have to do with the NWO or not. So last week, we set up our War Games match. Longtime rivals put their differences aside to take on this invading force. Sting and Lex Luger, they will team up with their four horsemen nemeses, Ric Flair and Arn Anderson, which we covered last week, the legendary summit on Nitro, that cemented their alliance for this match. And also, fans have been on the edge of their seat as the NWO have been teasing a fourth member to their stable. So the gates are booming, hot, big crowds, business is doing well, and this angle is in full swing. So let's continue on to WCW Nitro, August 25th, 1996. We're only going to do one episode today. There might come a time where we speed up and tell the stories quicker, skip some more stuff, but these shows are so good. I think I would be doing a disservice skipping around. So we're going to take our time with it and really let it digest because some of this stuff is really, really good. I mean, I've been watching this because I'm setting up the show and setting up clips for you guys. But God, I'm like enjoying myself, to be honest. But let's jump. This is August 25th, 1996, WCW Nitro. The intro that we all know and love. Glad after we get done talking our modern wrestling for our podcast, this is like... yeah such a breath of fresh air <laughs> it's like it makes it all worth it well it brings you back to when you're like 10 11 12 13 years old whatever all right so let's see what happens you in this episode looking as we come to you on tnt from the manatee civic center Palmetto, Florida. Florida. It's time look at that crowd it's pretty nice and that looks like an occasion and we are live kicking off two full hours of the best in world and 
championship wrestling. Kidman and the debut. Larry. All right, the first match was Kidman against Juventud Guerrero, which I'm going to skip most of. But this is probably something that you would like to see, Vlad, huh? <laughs> but Juventud won, and he even got time to cut a promo after the match with Mean Gene, which I'm not going to play. It was a disaster. <laughs> but we're trying to focus on NWO stuff here, okay? So let me skip a little. He doesn't speak any English. but Well, this was interesting. There was a commercial for a movie. It's The Crow, yeah, but it's, like, not the actual crow. But it was played on Nitro. So I thought it was interesting that they played a commercial for a movie that was going to air on this channel. It had to do with the crow, which was, which is what Sting's character ends up becoming based on, right? So yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. This is long before Sting goes up into the rafters and becomes the Sting that we all knew, who took on the NWO by himself and a character based on this movie. But anyways, I'm going to move on from that. Just an interesting tidbit. Let's move on. Marcus Bagwell and Jim Powers against Taskmaster and Big Bubba from the Dungeon of Doom. I'm skipping that. We're going to go to this Sting and Luger promo, and they're getting ready to face the NWO at War Games with the Four Horsemen's Arn Anderson Rick and Flair. Ric Flair. So tonight, they're booked against other members of the Four Horsemen, Chris Benoit and Mongo McMichael, and this is like a test that the Four Horsemen are giving to them. Like, oh, if you're going to be ready to face the NWO, you got to face our own. So I'll let you hear Sting's promo regarding this match. Uh, kind of strange. You're going to be teaming up with Ric Flair and Arn Anderson, but I don't think there's any guarantee, Stinger, that they wouldn't interfere if it involved the Horsemen. Well, right now it seems kind of obvious that there's no guarantees because last week everything was cool. We all laid it out on the line. Rick and Arn, you even asked Chris and Steve McMichaels, is it cool with you? And the answer was, yes, we respect your opinion. We'll step aside. So now this week, you want to test us. It's a gut chest. I don't understand that. We don't get it. As far as I'm concerned, if you want Chris and Steve to gut check both of us, that means both of you want the same. That means you don't trust us. After all we've been through, Ric Flair, especially you, you should never, ever question our intestinal fortitude. You're making a mistake. Another thing, too, gentlemen. What about the NWO? Nobody's saying anything about the New World Order, Lex Luger. One thing at a time. This is between us and the horsemen right here. They made the challenge, and we accept. We staked our careers on never, ever backing away from a challenge, and it won't be any different tonight. All right, gentlemen, work ahead of you. You've got the horsemen, Chris Benoit and Steve Monga McMichael. I'm ready a little for bit a later on here on Nitro. As they head down to ringside, let's get back to you. I wonder, Carol, do you think that was a tape promo or was that live? Eh, think, it's hard I, to tell. I've thought about that myself. Tell. I think it might be live because I've seen some episodes of WCW Saturday Night where they go into this same-looking room and they're kind of huffing right. and puffing from the match they just had. So I think yeah. they're there. I, I think I think that seemed organic enough that they were probably there live. Because when things are pre-taped, it just doesn't feel right. You know what I mean? This one, I'm not 100% sure. I think maybe you're right, but I'm, I'm not sure. All right. Well, let's move along with whatever yeah, happens next. Let's see. Mike Enos against Chavo Guerrero. This is skippable, I think. All right. Next was JL against Ray Mysterio Jr. All right. So this one I'm going to play some of because there's going to be a lot of NWO involvement in this segment so during this do you, match, know, do, you, can, can, do you know who jl was by the way no do you 
Yeah, of course. J- John Bradshaw Layfield. <laughs> uh, wow. No. Wow. He no. really uh, grew a lot. <laughs> no, not John. Uh, it was Jerry Lynn. <laughs> oh. Oh, what? Yeah, no is. way. Okay. Good, good, yeah. good, uh, good catch there. The wrestling expert. Jay there you go. Cut him a break. Well, let's watch what happens here. This we is going to be been interesting. In, we've been informed. Uh, wait, wait, I've been told by Craig Leathers that Hulk Hogan is outside. What? Where, where outside is he talking about? With the outside, there they are. Oh, Our cameras made it outside. Hulk Hogan. Hogan and is, the outsiders are here. They weren't there last What's he week. Going to do it was now? a whole episode without the He's got the someone with a life standard. Oh, fans, just we could go off the air here. He's stealing a light. What's he doing here? <laughs> They're stealing our equipment. Zabisco's <laughs> so worried about that's the a, That's a Turner Broadcasting System video video truck and, and he is he is spray painting on the so this video is the truck. first instance of them tagging nwo all over oh, the place you're talking about a bunch of cows. so this is a historical situation i'm gonna definitely make this a segment on the malapert smart youtube channel would you give the first time the nwo spray paint they are nwo for life did they get the message what are they saying here? NWO. Although, you know, I think they gimmicked that spray paint because it looks like it's running, like it's just going to wipe off. They probably didn't want to really tag up that fucking thing. That's true. It doesn't look like it's something that's going to be too hard to wipe off. Yeah, exactly. So, so they kind of fucked up this match between Ray and JL. Yeah, JL did seem like a weird luchador name now that you mention it. I don't know. I didn't catch that. And this war game is going to be our chance to get back. Well, Vlad, what do you think about NWO tagging stuff? That's quite a low-life thing to do, huh? I've always found it impressive that they can put the letters so clearly in such a... Because I imagine that it could be a little difficult to work that pay. I've always found it impressive that they can... Well, let's go get some spray paint, paint well. test it out, see how difficult this was. But... It, it looks better than my handwriting. I'm not even joking. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So I've always found that impressive of how they were able to use the spray That's paint. probably because they were practicing a lot. They'd go around town just tagging up everywhere. Like Hall and Nash and Hogan would be hanging out tagging nwo all, all over town <laughs> every town they went practice <laughs> yeah yeah they were sitting here talking about using practice. Their hey well, there's some very yeah, talented taggers there are there are they should have had a character in the nwo who was like a tagger yeah. who would like make the nwo but like really beautiful <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just write nwo in black it's not that impressive but okay head got much bigger than his neck let's listen to the commentary disgusting we're gonna take a break and move back so this match, which got interrupted, is also going to break in the middle of it. <laughs> they totally don't care about this match. So another thing, they're doing that one-minute countdown to the 9 o'clock hour. Remember that they do, like, the show reset? So it resets right now during the match. <laughs> That's pretty ridiculous. You see, they're going to throw the fireworks, too. <laughs> yeah, I think this. I should call this segment Rey Mysterio versus Jerry Lynn. Not even all the NWO stuff. It's like the last thing that is on the minds of the commentators and everybody. Anyways, Rey Mysterio wins. Is the match we So the Horsemen, I'm going to skip their promo, too. They're talking about that match they're going to have. Macho Man, this is something we should watch. So they review him going crazy last week on the Dungeon of Doom oh, yeah, and the Giant. So I think he's going to cut a promo backstage you know with Mean Gene. Come on in, Macho Man Randy Savage. Listen to this. Let's lay it out for the record. 
You are signed for October the 27th in Las Vegas, Nevada at the MGM Grand to face Hulk Hogan, the very controversial figure, Hollywood Hogan, the man that did you in for the WCW heavyweight crown. I want to clarify that. I'm quiet, but deadly right now. Yeah, I got the title shot. Yeah, Halloween Havoc is gonna be Monday. I deserve it, yeah! Let me tell you something, Hulk Hogan, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. It's for all the marbles! And I might only have one marble left in my head, but I'll guarantee you it's gonna be the scariest match of the century! Because I'm gonna take it apart piece by piece, what's ever left after war games. Because nobody cares. I don't care! You don't care! Nobody cares! So let it happen! I really do. I don't care if you care. I'm in the zone, buddy. Very quickly, <laughs> so let's go back. You've got something before Hulk Hogan, and that is that fall brawl. You've got the giant, the man we just saw. I'm gonna blow through the giant. That's it. All right, the Randy Savage. You have an wow. extra chair. Wow, mean Gene, bro. What a pro, mean Gene. I don't know how he pulled yeah, that let's off. Let's get back to you. You want to talk about that you, Macho Man promo, Vlad? I mean, what can you say? I mean, it was it was great. It was, perf it was perfect. Just say you loved I mean, it. Yeah. Say it was it no, was hilarious without trying to be hilarious. It wasn't yeah, like ha-ha exactly. ha funny. No, no, exactly. And then the, the combination with Mean Gene, who is also a treat, usually usually fantastic. He makes these things, these backstage promos, so much better. So, yeah, this was great, of course. Robert, you want to say anything about the Macho Man before I move on? That was a perfect Macho Man promo. I mean, but I'm, yes. just, I'm just very impressed by how Mean Gene is not bursting out in laughter. <laughs> exactly. Let me tell you. It's, it's amazing. It's a, it takes stays, a true professional. He a pro. A true this was a spot-on promo, though. This would be like in the promo school that I would put in Chapter 1. Let's move along. Back to you. Gene, I do not envy you this, uh, at all. Hacksaw Jim Impressive, I'm going to skip most of it. Chris we'll Jericho. go to the end. A lot of people talking about him. Oh. Wait a minute. What's, up? what's this? What's going on? Up? Oh, no. What uh, in the world? Ted oh, my goodness. Not again. The million you know dollar man. Is? Another former WWF worker. A doubt. Coming in through the crowd. Just like why. Scott Hall came in through the crowd when he initially DBS. came in. So Evidence what else would you think? Huh? He bought a ticket. Because this is the end of this match. Hacksaw's going to pull out his wrist tape. That's his thing that he uses to cheat. But it doesn't work on the giant. So the giant's just like superhuman. So it's going to be a crazy choke slam. The giant, when he used to choke slam people, he used to hold them up in the air. And he's going to do it with Hacksaw, which is crazy considering how big Hacksaw is. Watch this. Yeah, I'm with you. See that? That's a crazy choke slam, man. That's an attraction. Even if you don't have the NWO storyline and everything, like if you have a guy who could do that, that's gonna draw a crowd. But look, so here's Ted DiBiase holding up one finger, two fingers, three fingers, a fourth finger, fourth for a fourth member, and a fifth finger. And he said, and he whispered the words next week. So, if I can describe what's going on here for these audio podcast listeners who don't have the pleasure of seeing the video here, but Ted DiBiase comes in through the crowd. 
All right, so here's Mean Gene interviewing the Giants. Let's hear Let's listen to You're also in shock, Giant. I'm in shock. You're all going right. I am in shock. I can hardly talk because I'm in shock. Macho Man, you want to blame this on me? This is my fault. I let WCW down. Brother, where were your guts? Where were you? How come you weren't there? I'll tell you why, because you were scared. Fall brawl, I'll be there in the cage. Get better. Wherever you go, there I'll be. Thank you very much. I think that pretty much sums it up. Yeah. So the giant takes exception to the macho man, giving him blame for ruining it for WCW, losing the title to the NWO. Well, so, he has a valid point, the Giant. Nobody actually did help him try to retain the title from WCW. So, yeah, that's a valid criticism. They're cool like, promo, oh, though. I like that. It was very fiery and intense, Yeah, I got to yeah, say. Okay. I'm going to move on with the show. Let's see what we got next. The Rock and Roll Express, baby, against the Four Horsemen. So this looks like a warm-up match for the Horsemen leading up to Ball Brawl War Games. I think uh, they're going to, while the referee's not looking, Arn Anderson's not the legal man, but he's going to hit the DDT. In today's day and age, it's not really cheating. Maybe in the 1980s, that was cheating. <laughs> they get the win. The yeah, horsemen. it was a slight cheating. Slight cheating. There's a time to ogle the women, Gene Oakland, and this ain't it. I left this Arn Anderson promo in for you, Vlad. Just, just for you. <laughs> the bottom line that we get to is in a short time, you don't get to pick your spot. We saw you out there already. Nobody was there. You picked your spot. Last week and the week before and the week before, you picked your spot. But when they shut the cage and you look into our guts, you find... Like you have now hit that wasn't and the left last the building. We won't see the outsiders anymore tonight because that's not the kind of men they are. Well, if you're going to be a man in a man's sport, you better jump on a man eye to eye and nose to nose, and you're not that kind of man. All right, let's go back to Denver, Colorado, the Clash of Champions, Ric Flair. I want you to explain to me, in your opinion, many said that Hulk Hogan gave up to the figure four. Many said it. I heard it. That God is my witness. The Hulk Hollywood. Hulk Hogan. So they're going to review when Hogan threw the referee down at Clash of the Champions and then supposedly right. quit. Look said, oh, great nature boy, I quit. You're too much, man. <laughs> exactly. Oh, woman. Boys of the NWO, get ready. Woman, for the audio podcast listeners, woman is rubbing up on Mean Gene. He's trying to compose himself professionally. <laughs> that was actually her thing. She always rubbed up on me. War Games, there in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, home of the Black God Horsemen. There you 
you go. Another Ric Flair promo. We got we got some good numbers off our last Ric Flair promo that we played from the last episode. Want to say sure. anything, Vlad? He got that crowd going, man. The one thing about Flair, he can get that crowd pumped up. I think it's kind of interesting, the yin and yang of Arn Anderson and Ric Flair. I just always found that kind of interesting, that Flair is, like, like I said, this crazy character, running around, screaming, dancing, doing the little, you know, thing that he does, the Ric Flair thing. Arn Anderson is like a straight shooter type of guy that you'd like drinks whiskey and has a beer and just tells you how life is, you know? Uh, so I've always kind of liked that little That's thing that true. they have going. So anyways, another good promo, but yeah, it's probably, if you heard that one, you've heard many other. Did you, did you like the Arn Anderson one? <clears throat> no, nah, I mean, it was good, but he's had better. He's had better. Robert, regarding the promos, I don't have as much exposure to Arn Anderson's promos as you guys do. So with the small sample size that I've had, that was a okay promo by him uh rick flair's that wasn't really a standout to me either but like that said he still got the crowd going so that's all that really mattered yeah yep he pulled that energy out of somewhere mm-hmm. alcohol fueled maybe i don't know that's what we hear but let me move well, along coming up in a minute there's ted dibiase just hanging out with some kid he's literally sitting next to some random guy <laughs> What do you think of Ted DiBiase coming in here, Vlad, just randomly? Would that be a big name at the time? I think a lot of people would recognize him. He was a big guy at WWF, the Million Dollar Man. Ted, Ted DiBiase at that time was still a prominent name. Not maybe as much as it was in the 80s, but he was still in WWF TV at that time in the mid-90s. So, yeah, it was a prominent name, and this was good. Yeah, and people who would watch WWF at the time during the big boom, the Hogan boom and all that, he was one of the yeah. guys, so a lot of For people sure. would know him. A lot of your parents and grandmas who are watching along with the kids would recognize him. So, okay, big name coming yeah. in. Another new big, big name. Let's see what we're coming up to. Oh, Alex Wright. Alex Wright. Very weird ending to this one. Alex Wright, I think his face got messed up on the guardrail. And Jericho goes all baby face. He's like, I don't want the win. I don't want to win this like this. Just end the match. Take it. Basically. That's how they call the match. Very interesting. Never seen that before. What a win. Anyways, they give him a chance to cut a promo that he's pro WCW. They don't even give Alex Wright a chance to talk. He's like, I'm sorry, we're out of time. It's <laughs> looking for the best. Yeah. Uh, next, we got the Blue Bloods against the Steiners. Skipped it. All right, so on to the main event. The Horsemen, Chris Benoit. Oh, there's Benoit woman who uh, gets murdered by him eventually. <laughs> I was wondering when you were going to mention it. DiBiase. <laughs> You have to throw it in that, was, week. that was a crazy shot of them, like, together, like, literally right there. There's a thumbnail right there. But, good guy. Good guy. How do, they, how do you play this storyline on WWE Network without including these segments with Benoit? I don't know. It, it must have ruined everything. Anyways, here's Sting and Luger's entrance. Classic. Look at Luger. Man. These guys look like Greek gods, dude. Ridiculous. These guys were in incredible shape. Here's the end of the match. Where Chris Benoit wants to be. 
Luger tagged out. It was a hot tag. So Luger's out on the floor. He's messed up from the match. Okay, so he's going to be out on the floor during this whole end sequence. This is the end of the show. I guess I'm just going to let it run from here. So Mongo's going to come in as Sting's got Benoit and the Scorpion. Sting drop kicks Mongo out of the ring, and this is where shit's going to go sideways because the NWO is going to show up to ringside. And the four horsemen thought they were going to be gone because they spray-painted the production truck, and they thought, oh, they're cowards, they're probably going to run away because that's what they always do. But here we go. after everything that's happened. And here's their chance. Right in front of him. Got a bottle of spray paint in his hand. Hogan's backing up. Backing up around the ring. And there goes Scott Hall. Waiting in the shadows. And there's Kevin Nash. And they're beating the shit out of Mongo McMichael. I have to describe this for the audio people, Vlad, just so you know. But here's the first instance, another historical instance, of them spray painting NWO on somebody's back. Look at this, Robert. Can you believe this This was shit? the first time, right? This was the yep. first time. Mongo McMichael was the first victim. Steve Mongo McMichael. So there they got Chris Benoit in the razor's edge, or in the outsider's edge, as it's called now. And he's going to get spray painted, too. But honestly, look, he deserves this. Like in hindsight, looking at what he did. That's <laughs> a woman. Oh. And then look at Sting. Sting, bro. Can you believe this? This is nuts. Here come the horse. They got a little battle here. Flair and Arn. fighting Hogan and then Hogan sprays Flair in the face with spray paint in the face in his hair he's <laughs> giving him black hair <laughs> this is crazy this is a psycho ending to the show and there's the NWO in the middle of the ring standing tall, although the fans are th throwing all kinds of shit at them. And I noticed Bischoff say on commentary, and I can't blame them. He's not saying, oh, you shouldn't do that. These are performers. He's saying, I can't blame them for what they're doing. But this is something that started during this angle when Hogan turned bad. He started throwing things at him right away. This became like a thing in WCW. Which is kind of weird, really, looking back on it. In today's day and age, this wouldn't really fly. But the fans, I don't know, some of them thought it was real, I guess. Maybe. Or some of them just didn't like this angle. It, it's still real to me, damn it. So here they go to the announcer's desk. Bischoff bails out. And Hogan and Kevin Nash take the microphone. Ready or not, here we come! And he's going to tag up the WCW Nitro sign with NWO. I tell you, Hulk Hogan. Anarchy. We love to say we told you so. Anything less would be too civil. I saw that. Oh, 
my god, these guys get up and they're all spray painted. Like the aftermath of the horsemen in the ring, surrounded by trash, spray painted with NWO on their backs. Man, there is nothing more humiliating. And they end the show with the Ted DiBiase, one, two, three, fourth member and fifth member on his fingers and then him mouthing the words yeah. next week and that's how the show goes off the air WCW Nitro August 25th 1996 <laughs> oh, the, I love guy, the guy next to him four fingers oh, five <laughs> Let me see. he's like next week five next week five <laughs> that's hilarious it's like, what? There's going to be a fifth member? <laughs> all right, all right. Let's get some thoughts. That was a crazy ending, man. That was significant, too. Man, what is going to happen next week? How are they going to react to this? So stay tuned for next week. I can't wait to watch this with you guys. But let's give some thoughts about this episode. How about we start with Vlad, the wrestling expert? Yeah, I mean, the ending to that was very memorable. I actually remember, I've seen that segment many times in, in my life. The spray painting of Flair's head and hair is something that I definitely remember happening. I didn't realize at the time, well, what I need to say is when I've seen those clips back, I didn't realize that was the first time they spray painted NWO on someone. But yeah, so that's really a memorable segment then in that case. But it was great. I mean, look at the amount of heat that got. I mean, the crowd was going ballistic. They were going nuts. The crowds were insane. That type of emotion and feeling that you don't get in today's wrestling anymore. I mean, the crowds were absolutely bonkers. That's what really makes it like the, the feeling that the crowd gets makes a segment so memorable. I mean, this was already memorable in its own right, like spray painting someone. I mean, that's, that's like the ultimate heel stuff, right? Like spray painting somebody in the face, beating the crap out of them, leaving them lame. But this was... This was, I mean, there's heat, and then there's just amazing heat, and this was amazing heat. So great way to end the show, great way to end the show. A lot of stuff that you, you know, a lot of scoopable stuff in between is what I garnered as well. But the ending to that show was just perfect, like masterfully done. Couldn't have been better. Robert? All right, so I saw bits and pieces of that in documentaries, but I never mm. saw the part where they – spray-painted Ric Flair's hair. So that was the first for me, and I had never seen that. Um, and I loved how involved the crowd was. They were really getting into it. We just don't see stuff like that anymore in wrestling today. I do have one question, though. This was dated August of 1996. So, so then Teddy Biasi must have just left WWF. Was that like right after his run with the ringmaster Steve Austin? Exactly. Okay. You nailed it. It's just funny to me that the crowd were throwing shit, but to them it was kind of warranted. They're like, dude, this guy just spray painted a dude in the face. Like these are fucked up people spray painting them too. Like, come on. So they were like, we're throwing, we're flinging this shit. We don't give a fuck. So not just spray painted someone. Spray painted Ric Flair, who's like a, a, a known commodity, especially a god, a wrestling god, a wrestling god. But especially in the South, you know, I think that was in Florida that nitro. So he's, he's a wrestling god for sure in that part of the country. Yeah, so that was incredible. Them putting the NWO over like that and letting them do that because there was probably a discussion like, dude, we're gonna spray paint you. They were like, what the fuck? Like, okay, for the good of the business, but dude, that is humiliating. Whether you're a wrestler or not, to get spray painted like that, that's pretty tough. But they did it for the good of the business. Chris Benoit, I thought that was funny because he deserved that very much so. <laughs> He's no. a double murderer, we know. Okay, okay, he yes. has to meet his quota. <laughs> but the most significant thing from that segment I thought was Sting 
getting spray painted. That was kind of on the side because, yeah, the flare one was nastier because it was all over his face and his hair. But Sting is going to be the guy that ends up taking this the hardest because we see what happens with him and his feud with the NWO. It's already started, but his feud with the NWO is going to intensify. That's going to come in the coming weeks. But yes, I very much enjoyed that. I think that was good enough for today. I kind of want to show you more, but we don't have time. We got to let you guys go, man. I can't keep you here all day and just watch wrestling. But we'll have more time. So next time we'll continue that story. All right, then? Before you, I just want to make a quick clarification or point. So are you saying the guys that took all the paint, you know, in the face and got tagged and whatever, are you saying that they shouldn't have agreed to do it or because it makes them look humiliating and just like looks like they got their asses kicked? Or you're saying they still should have because it's good for the company and it's a good way for that heel group that you're trying to build up to get major heat. I'm saying yes, of course they should have because it obviously helped the storyline, the angle and, and the business in general got more viewership it garnered more attention but i'm just saying like as a man it's humiliating dude can you just imagine laying there and taking that in front of people like i don't care if it's a storyline or an angle even if or it's not. a work if it's a, even if it's a work you know yeah you know. even if it's a work it's tough that's tough bro that's a blow to the ego man that's a blow to the ego plus you you probably want to be the guy on the angle who's doing oh, the spray painting not getting sprayed like but you're jobbing dude well, it's just like actors in a movie, you know, there a lot of degrading stuff happens to them, but it's for entertainment purposes. It's, it's yeah. to spark a reaction. So they know what they're doing. And they obviously they had to agree to it beforehand, I imagine. Also, at least for this angle, it was worth it. There was a payoff. It did work. It garnered the heat they needed. So it's not like the AEW stuff where they were spray painting people and nobody gave a damn. This was very worth it. And yes, I commend the guys for taking the spray paint like that. Yeah, for the good of the business, you're right. I agree with Kahan that they should have definitely done this because of just the amount of emotion that it garnered from the people. All right, then. That'll be all for today. Thank you guys for coming on the show. Peace out. Subscribe if you haven't. Please tell your friends to subscribe. We got all the wrestling content here. Subscribe also on podcast platforms, Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, whatever you listen on. So that way you can save data, you know, no videos, but we'll describe it to you as best as we could. In case you're at a job or something where you can't watch videos, you can still listen to the Malapert Smart Podcast. All right. Thank you to Robert, the frozen Asian, and thank you to Vlad, the wrestling expert. We'll see you guys next time. Have a good week.